but yeah, that, that's kind of where we come from, and that is kind of what we're what we're all about. Just empowering photographers to be able to, you know, if, if it's spend more time with their family or if it's build a bigger business, whatever your priorities are. Our goal is just to be there to support you and help you do the things that you want to do. Welcome to the Light and Dark Photography Podcast, where you can build your business, grow your community, and have fun doing it. I am your host, John Mansfield. Every week, we bring you real conversations with photographers and entrepreneurs to discover ways that you can take your business to the next level and serve your clients well. We record these live in our Facebook community so you can be part of the conversation. So grab a cup of coffee or a glass of whiskey and get ready for today's episode. So anyone watching live can um, ask any questions, all that kind of stuff. And I'll just kind of monitor that, bring in any questions that mm -hmm. make sense to the conversation um, at points that make sense. Sounds good. But uh, sweet. OK, well, cool. Yeah, I'll do that. Um, and then I'll give you a, a brief little intro. Um, but then I'll, I'll have you start with just kind of like what you do, where you're based, all that. Um, OK. So um, and then I have questions about Mexico, so I might I might just wait till we're recording uh, to do that one. Go for it. Um, but uh, I'm an open book. Yeah, sweet. OK, cool. Let me get. I was hoping for live. a nice uh, Mexican background for you, but it wasn't meant to be today. I've had yeah. to come to a co-working space. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's some construction next door, so not ideal. Definitely not ideal. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, have a meltdown yeah. a couple of hours ago, but <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we go. Let's see here. Okay. Sweet. Okay. That should be good. Let's go live. Oh, okay. Fine. I'll add a title. Um, And then your last name is pronounced Welsh, right? Uh, Wel Welch. Welch. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay. Sweet. Okay. Facebook's taking a minute to get us going live, but sweet. All right, cool. We are live. Live over here on Facebook. Um, hey, everyone, anyone watching live right now, um, just say hi. We're uh, we're talking about about some outsourcing today and I got uh, Ryan Welch with me and yeah, we're just going to have a good time this morning. Um, but Thank yeah. you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, also, if you all are watching the replay, um, just uh, hashtag replay in here. I always like to see who's watching the replay. See, we got a couple in here live right now Ooh. um but uh sweet well let's go ahead and get into I better, it i better watch what i say then none of my yeah. potty maths today <laughs> hey you can say whatever you are comfortable <laughs> with it is totally cool <laughs> yeah. uh, you're gonna regret that i can uh, i can already tell <laughs> <laughs> oh no i i remember our time at, at uh at show it at uh well, at united oh. We had 
we had some fun. So yeah, I was like, <laughs> this is gonna fun, be baby. this is gonna be fun. fun to talk with Ryan today. Yeah, um, but yeah, uh, sweet. Yeah, let's go ahead and get into get into the episode. It well, may- um, yeah, Ryan, welcome to the podcast. How are you this morning? I am really good this morning. We did just have a brief conversation about. I broke my laptop two days ago, so I'm currently laptopless, trying to connect to this via an iPad. Didn't work. I'm now on my phone. There was construction at my building this morning, so I've last minute found a co-working space. So it's been a very stressful couple of hours, but um, we're good. We're here. I've got we're a here. coffee. We're good. We're nice. set. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We are. We are set. We're here. We're having having a good conversation. Yeah. That is. That's always the worst. Whenever it's like. Uh, you're you you're set to do something and then just things just keep Dude, just I obstacles a, in the way i'm a huge <laughs> creature of habit as well you know like i love my routine yep. i love you know i had like a plan in my head for today this is what we're gonna get done it all went to shit at nine o'clock this morning you know like oh, yeah. the drilling started uh, and then it all went into chaos but we're set it's all good we're set it's yeah. all good yeah yeah just yeah. just roll with it you know totally it's yeah. fine it's fine yeah. Yeah. Keeping that positive attitude, which is, which is amazing. I love it. Well, cool. Well, yeah. So, so Ryan, for, for those listening, Ryan, you are uh, one of the co-founders of uh, Freedom Edits correct. Um, and y'all do um, photo and video editing, correct? Indeed. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Could you give us a little, little background on you? Just give you a little background story. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I actually started as a wedding photographer when I was, um, like 18, maybe 17, 18, I don't know. Such a long time ago now, I'd never remember. Okay, um, I want to I wanna stop you real quick. How do you get into wedding photography at like 17 and 18? Because I remember me at 17 and 18, <laughs> weddings were like the furthest thing from my mind. <laughs> so I actually, um, I love photography from a really young age, like super, super into it. Mm. Um, I was very much like, okay, I know I want to do this, but how do I make money from this? Um, and my parents were very much against it. So basically the only way my parents would let me go to university or college for you guys, um, if you're in the US, that is, uh-huh. um, the only way they'd let me do photography in college was if I kind of proved that I could make money from it. So I was under like immense pressure very quickly to like make money from photography, kind of proved to them that like, okay, yeah, like I got a few jobs. I was getting paid a couple of thousand for weddings. Like we're good. Um, and then that then enabled me to go to uh, college and do whatever I wanted sort of thing. So okay. that, was the, um, that was the trade off with my parents, you know, they were like, okay, you can do whatever you want to do. Just prove you can sustain yourself and um, we'll kind of like help you uh, get there, I guess. Right. Yeah. Okay. So cool. off I went to college. Um, in my third year, I actually did fashion photography at college because obviously wedding photography isn't a degree, right? Um, yeah. So it was like commercial photography, fashion advertising. It did fashion photography, um, and by my third year, by the time I hit like graduation, I was pretty much full time. Um, I actually opened my first studio the January before I um, graduated, which was in the July. So I was kind of like doing both for a little while, had a studio space, was like meeting clients and stuff. And then by the time I graduated, I was 100 because that was like the summer, uh, which obviously in the UK is our busiest period. Um, So I was like full time by then. So kind of just built things up. And I mean, like that company got to a place where we were shooting around about 250 events a year, um, weddings wise. So we definitely scaled and yeah, 
that kind of like the the only reason I was able to do that, I guess, is why we're chatting today, right? Was through outsourcing, was through systemizing the business. Um, and also like hiring a great team, don't get me wrong, you know? Um, but definitely our team has always been very small. Um, and then we've been able to kind of um, outsource the um, a lot of the admin, a lot of the post-production, um, all that stuff to be able to market our business throughout the year, which we definitely weren't doing before. Um, and yeah, that's kind of that's kind of the backstory. So then we got into about, I'd say then we got to about 2016, which is where we were shooting like 200 weddings a year at that point. You know, like it was insane. And trying yeah. to handle that level of post-production was nuts. We were doing video as well then. Uh, um, yeah. So about 60, 70% of our photo jobs <laughs> had video also. We're very good at upselling that um, to clients. Um. So yeah, the post-production was becoming a nightmare. And I remember we had one really bad year. Like it was like people say hot mess like you got nothing on this hot mess like it was like a steaming cauldron of mess like it was horrible um i think we shot our like last wedding of the year in like the uh like october of like busy season i think we delivered it in like the april you know like it was just uh, yeah. a disaster like nobody was happy um and that's basically <laughs> so i decided to solve that problem by starting another business <laughs> yeah, you know that makes sense we're, we're super very, busy let me very, just go ahead and start logical. another business <laughs> um but basically we were just frustrated with the, the, like at the time we were outsourcing that editing don't get me wrong but by the time we got it back and all the changes we were making and trying to get like a level of consistency across right. 200 weddings and across lots of different camera systems and across a lot of different lens systems was impossible almost with what we were currently doing so that's kind of why we set up freedom um to give people a more consistent outsourcing opportunity and i'm not saying by any means that we're perfect um you know we you know there's subjectivity is huge within this industry um Mm -hmm. and it is very difficult to meet people's um expectations a lot of the time you know like a lot of photographers don't have a consistent style and they send stuff over to us and they want everything different um so that was definitely a learning curve for us but freedom very much began from a pain point where we wish we were the type of client that um freedom has and we weren't able to get that level of like communication the consistent turnaround time all that stuff um so we kind of like built that into what these key pillars of freedom is today um, okay. So yeah, that's where uh, that's where we came from. That's the yeah. history. Okay, that's and awesome. I created yeah. a monster, my friend, an absolute <laughs> monster. <laughs> yeah, because y'all are y'all are pretty busy at Freedom now too. Yeah, uh, with yeah, so many. I mean, I I'm sending all my weddings to y'all, mm-hmm. um, which that's one of one of the things i mean we we can get into more of this later but like you were saying that consistent look and consistent style mm-hmm. that was one of the things that like held me from sending out my photos to uh uh-huh. like being outsourced was mm-hmm. i was like i don't have a consistent style totally like, i was i was just following trends and whatever i thought looked good and like felt good and for sure. Yeah. But and the, the one thing we say to people is it's almost okay to do, you know, if that's, we're not here to like tell you how to run your business mm-hmm. from experience, I would advise you that that's a great way to run your business, you know, like having a consistent, 100%. but that 100%. isn't my job here. You know, like right, I, yeah. you know, like honey, you do you, you 
if that works for you and you're making money, like go for it. Yeah. Um, but I'm sorry, I completely forgot what I was going to say then. I'm so bad at these interviews. No, um, you're you totally know, you, you know, like people have like asked like, oh, does freedom like want to get up on the stage for 10 minutes and do like a presentation at a show? I'm like, absolutely not. I would be horrific <laughs> at that. Um, yeah. I need like the full like a uh, like a presidential speech, you know, like the speech going oh, yeah. up on the thing. Yeah, with like the transcript and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hundred percent like a newsreader. Yeah, um, me too. I <laughs> I either forget what I'm talking about uh, completely, and then I'm just like, oh, oh no, I, I have spiral. no idea what to say. Yeah, totally. That's, and that's usually what it is. It's just spiraling <laughs> and, like, so and chasing like no all idea. these different like side uh-huh. rabbit trails and stuff. Totally. I'm like, what were we talking about again? What did you have me up here for? <laughs> yeah, my brain is far too like ah, let's do all the things to um, do absolutely the same um but yeah that that is very much where freedom came from the consistency um we have clients that have like super consistent styles and we edit the same wedding exactly the same way we have clients that do reference images for each wedding and they'll do sample images throughout the catalog and we'll kind of use those as a base for that specific wedding Mm -hmm. um so yeah it's very much freedom can very much be what you want it to be um, both freedom in general and freedom as in freedom edits, <laughs> the company that I run. Yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, that, that's kind of where we come from. And that is kind of what we're, what we're all about. Just empowering photographers to be able to, you know, if, if it's spend more time with their family or if it's build a bigger business, whatever your priorities are, our goal is just to be there to support you and help you do the things that you want to do. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's great. Which like for me, my business, like I've, I've scaled a lot in the past two years. Uh-huh. Um, and I've been with y'all for about two years now, I think. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, I've also s- scheduled a lot more family time cause I've got yeah. three, three little ones and, mm-hmm. and a wife at home. And I'm like, I want to spend time with them. <laughs> I, I don't either. Yeah. It's like, I look back at my, my nine to five job. I'm like, how was I gone for like, you know, I was, cause I was working mm. overtime and all that. And I was like 50 something hours a week, just gone. Mm. And now I'm like, yeah, no, I'm scheduling time to like, just sit here Be present. and like play with the kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. So, so, but yeah. And, and like you said, like, uh, with outsourcing that gives you the ability to, to really have that freedom to do whatever you want with that extra time and absolutely. And either going out there, getting more clients to bring in more money and, and all that, or, uh, or spending time with, with the ones that you love and doing the things that you love, um, For or sure. splitting between the two, which is what I did. <laughs> I'm like, totally. And yeah. you know what we, um, like obviously freedom has grown up. Like we've been, I think we, I think it was 2016 that we started uh, with like our first official year. It was about the June time. You know, like we've like almost doubled in growth every single year since. It's just been an absolute roller coaster. Kind of getting there, it's been interesting. Like as a business, how you grow, like I'm sure your business, if you look back on what you were doing three, four years ago, that's going to be wildly different to like how you run your business now, right? I'm sure that's oh, yeah. true for everybody. Oh, yeah. um, and about 18 no it was just before covid actually i do, like the last two years i can't even i don't even know what year it is anymore i don't know when covid started i don't know I, if it ended i know it's ended, yeah. i don't know oh, i'm like still, somewhere it happens no sometime idea. between yeah. like january it's of like, 2020 that's like, like my now, only reference that's like my only reference point <clears throat> for the last like two three years is like before or during covid yeah um so it must have been like the uh fall just before covid okay. we like started um, running facebook ads and paid ads and you know 
we're a big growing company and for us to do that is like a lot of prep work you know like it's like really specific target audience identification you know like oh, yeah. if we were working with a company and we actually put out a lot of polls and questionnaires trying to find out like okay are our photographers are they trying to build bigger businesses or are they trying to like spend more time with their family like what is like what is the split do we have a winner which one do we want to go with who spends mm-hmm. the most money who's our ideal client right like they're all factors that were going into it and it was exactly 50 50 we had like 400 questionnaire responses and I'm not kidding. It was like 200, 200. It was just, <laughs> and I was like, okay, that helps absolutely nothing. Thank yep. you very much, guys. Right, we'll cool. split the budget so, down the middle. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. We're, we're back to where we were before this. Cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah. That took us a month to find out, and it was in no way useful. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, that's great. <laughs> so, yeah. So, it's like when yeah. people put on their Instagram stories, you know, the poll options, and they're oh, like, yeah. Blonde or brunette, and it's literally 50-50. I always love those responses. I was like, okay, I guess I'm going redhead. I don't know. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. It's going to do a curveball. Yeah, mine are either like 50-50 or like (laughs) 96-4. Yeah. And just completely, I'm just like, yeah, y- y'all, y'all definitely okay. like this. There okay. we go. There we go. <laughs> that, that's my answer. Cool. Hey, y'all, quick break to talk to you about one of the tools that has completely changed my business for the better, and that is my CRM, Tave. Tave is the most customizable studio management system for photographers. They have everything under one roof. Um, from embedded contact forms that auto-generate into new leads to income reports, lead source reports, profit and loss statements, very detailed revenue breakdowns, anything that you want to keep up with your numbers, they've got reports for it. They have built-in contract templates, questionnaires for your clients, easy invoicing and quotes. It is so much. Um, They also, like my favorite part, They have these auto-populated tokens. So in emails, you can put client's first name or ceremony address or even specifics down to like maid of honors, Instagram handle, and it'll auto-populate it so you don't have to figure out which spelling of Caitlin is correct for this bride. So go to lightdarkco.com slash Tave, and that's T-A-V-E, to double your 30-day trial to make it a 60-day trial. And you'd think maybe Tave is like 60 bucks a month or something from all those customizations. No, you can pay as little as 22 bucks a month, which is a lot less than a lot of other CRMs that I've used in the past that didn't do half of this stuff. So again, lightdarkco.com slash Tave, T-A-V-E. Check out Tave and let the power of customization grow your business. With outsourcing, and I know like there's a bunch of different ways to outsource in in your business. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned a little bit of that and like the backstory of your photography business and outsourcing admin and and that kind of stuff. Um, But from the the photo editing outsource um, area, what are some of the like limiting beliefs that you tend to hear from people whenever uh, they're like, well, I, I can't outsource because I, I think the, the one that I absolutely have to bring up um, and the one that I've been battling personally for the last, however many years freedom has been up and running since 2016 mm-hmm. is, 
you know, that people can't edit like me. Um, and like, honestly, there is truth to that. There is truth to, you know, I could give 10 images to 10 different people and they would come back completely differently. Yeah. Um, but what I always say is that doesn't mean that one edit is bad and one edit is good. It doesn't mean that one's right and one's wrong. It's just a different perception. It's just a different idea about what that final image could look like, right? And what a lot of our what a lot of our feedback actually says, and like when when because we ask for like feedback on every order, right? And people right. can leave notes, blah blah blah, as you yeah. know. Yes. Um, like a lot of people will come back and say, like you guys have edited this different <clears throat> to how I would have edited it, but it looks way better. You know, like people, like the editors that we have are professional editors, you know, like they're not going to do a crappy job on your work, you know, like they're going to do a level of edit that is industry standard at least, you know? Oh yeah. Um, And especially like we do an onboarding call, for example, with, um, with all our new clients. So you sit down on a zoom call, it takes like, it's probably about a 30 minute call, maybe 40 minutes. Um, and during that call, you actually, like, we ask you a ton of questions, obviously, don't get me wrong. And then you show us how you edit. You go through a catalog of images you've edited and you say, okay, like in this lighting scenario, this is, this is what it looked like before. This is what the final product is. You can send us a load of sample images that we kind of keep on reference as a, as a library for you. You know, like we, you get an account handler that you can speak to that knows your style, that does, that works with their own little QC team and, like they all kind of know your style and your little iterations. We keep that database up and running and kind of constantly updated on feedback you give us on previous jobs. You know, like that whole system is very well built out yeah. um, and it's built for your success. You know, like we get better the more you send us. Is that what, that's what I always say. Your first job might come back and it's not what you're looking for. But as you give that feedback and as we get to know you, that is where you kind of hit that golden point, you know, that's the turning point is the more you send over, the more regular the work, the better that quality gets and the less you have to do when it comes back to you. Um, yeah. Cause it's like building, product. you know, it's, it's a relationship at the end of the day, we both have got to put time into yeah. it. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a single man and you know, I'm no relationship expert, but that <laughs> is what they tell me on Instagram. That is what they say. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say, it is like a relationship <laughs> and like you're, you're building together as you go. Mm-hmm. Cause I remember that onboarding call and that was something that I had, I like as someone who I had been contemplating outsourcing, I had had mentors say you need to outsource like, you're mm-hmm. you're not making any money editing your own photos like people are oh, paying yeah. you to take the photos unless you're doing like some crazy like you know artsy yeah. <laughs> artisan like photoshop edits and stuff like that's that's different and uh and and what i had in my mind was like just some random person at a cubicle and just mm-hmm. like going through my photos and just like, eh, this, yeah, that one looks good. Like, that one looks, like, that's fine. I'm sure they'll like these. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. This is this is good enough. Whatever. And I was like, there. Yeah, no one can edit like me. And then going mm-hmm. through that onboarding with like the screen share and everything, and like having them like watch me edit photos, and then receiving those back and being like, okay, we need your feedback on what we've sent you. I was like, okay, this yeah. is like y'all are, are are putting a lot actually, more into it. Yeah, going into this year, um, like we're just about to launch like a 
the new web app. It's taken us a long time to kind of understand what we need from an ordering system because, yeah. you know, it's not like you just go in onto a website and like buying a product going to get shipped to you, right? There's so much that kind of goes into this, like uploading images. And obviously, like we've used a lot of the other companies out there. Um, and I knew that we could create something better. So it's taken us a really long time to get to this point. And it's kind of finally coming into fruition now. Um, and it's going to be incredible. And we're actually taking that feedback stage, like a big step forward. And it's going to be like, no, you can't place another order yet because you haven't left us feedback on this order we delivered two weeks ago. Mm. You know, like we're going to really, because for us, people are having a great relationship sometimes with freedom because like they're not invested enough into it. You know, right. like we, you know, and then it kind of becomes our fault at some point because we're just taking in too many orders from them when they ha- we haven't had feedback from the last one. Um, so for me, it's kind of like, no, okay, like we both have, like we'll deliver them on time. We'll do them to the best of our ability. We'll do everything we promise. We'll give you the account handler. We'll do the QC steps, all that stuff. But the one thing we need back from you is feedback. And without yeah. that, like, you know, it's, we both got to play the game, you know, like for this to be successful and for us both to be happy in this relationship. Like right. we need your feedback. We need to know what you're thinking, you know, like all that stuff. Oh yeah. So that's something I'm very passionate about. Yeah. And I, and I like that. And it shows through, uh, through freedom edits and like the intentionality that y'all have behind Mm -hmm. that feedback and feedback is going to make a better product, um, better, better edits. Cause I could have just been like, yeah, Nick, these are fine. They're good. Yeah. 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 And, And then, should just it's keep like, doing actually, the same no, thing Nick, like these five images were like not what i'm looking for like but right. like you know you're not gonna hurt us like right yeah and me like i'm hard. i do i do not like confrontation <laughs> and i would have been like yeah, totally. um yeah i mean these are uh these are okay but like in, in that kind off. of thing yeah you it's this is this mm-hmm. is a, a service because and it's yeah. I promise you, as soon as you get to busy season and you get five catalogs back and we're still making the same mistakes because you haven't told us, that's going to be so, so, so frustrating at that point, you know? Oh, yeah. And oh, that's yeah. kind of where it comes from. Yeah. I mean, communication is key. And whenever you sure. you can communicate that, because I remember, I think the first the first gallery <laughs> I got back, I was like, like, everything looks great, except everything is a little bit too warm for my mm-hmm. taste. And yeah. then she was like, okay, well, let me do a couple of these edits and sent back some. I was like, yeah, this is perfect. This is right in yeah. that range. And then mm-hmm. the next one was great. And mm-hmm. yeah, that feedback, if I hadn't said anything, I would probably still be receiving warm galleries that I'd have to go For through sure. and change all the go, temperature. And we take that first order and we pull out samples and we're like, okay, they were happy with that. Like we keep uh-huh. it on our database and we use that as a reference for the next one. Right. So unless the problems like nipped in the bird, as soon as they happen, they just continue to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you also said something that uh, earlier that was something that I, one of my limiting beliefs that I had was that, that these, you know, if I'm sending it out to someone to get edited, like they probably don't like editing as much as I don't like editing, but like everyone on your team, they enjoy what they're doing. They're weird, man. They love it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting because like a lot of a lot of photographers like we don't like editing, and um one of one of my uh photographer I don't know I wouldn't necessarily call her a mentee but she like uh, she came to one of my workshops a while back, Mm -hmm. and um I ran into her a few months ago and she was like yeah I'm actually getting out of photographing weddings because I really love editing. (laughs) 
and I'm just going to start editing now. It's like, uh-huh. do what you love. Like there uh-huh. are people out there that just really love the editing side. For sure. And, and that's great. And that was hard for me to, I was like, no, of course, like they, they yeah. don't enjoy editing. Why would they enjoy editing? Mm-hmm. And right. it's, it's actually funny. Like we went fully remote just before COVID. Thank God. Like, I don't even know what would, if we hadn't done that, I don't know what would happen. Oh yeah. Um, I don't think we would be here anymore. It would have been a disaster. So we went fully remote just before COVID um, over like the Christmas break was kind of our, okay, everyone's remote from the January. I so think, like just before. <laughs> just before COVID. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so um, we went fully remote and everybody straight away was like, this is so much more peaceful. You know, like everyone can like get up at 6am if they want and edit in their slippers and their you know, their robe and, you know, like, and right. that's kind of the vibe that I wanted everyone that worked for me to have, you know, like to feel like they were at peace with what they were doing. Does that make sense? You know, oh, like yeah. they could work on their own schedule. Like we're not going to do lunch 12 till one, then everyone's back. Like I'm not that person. Right. I never want to be that person. No. Not my vibe, whatever. Yeah. You know, go as to lunch whenever as... you want to go to lunch. You're an adult. Like, exactly. I'm not gonna... Yeah. As long as you're getting the things <laughs> like sure. on your to-do list done, then uh-huh. that's great. You do it however you need mm-hmm. to. Um, which exactly. I think like it's been interesting over the last couple of years with COVID and, and remote working and everything, mm-hmm. seeing a lot of these like really big corporations that are like, no, y'all need to come back to the office. And mm-hmm. people are like, I am so much more productive at so, my house. Uh-huh. Oh. I so I actually during COVID I moved to Mexico in um, December 2020. It would have been, and then I was here. I came for like a few weeks. I ended up staying six months, and the people that I met here, like from the US, like that were mm-hmm. for like Microsoft, Google, you know, like these huge, huge companies. Yeah, that did the exact same thing, and we're working from here, absolutely fine. And then all of a sudden, the offices started opening again, and they all had to go home. And they were all just like had such a sour like part of themselves for like these companies making them like dragging them away from the beach, you know, right. like oh, all yeah. the new friends that they've made. And, you know, we do like margaritas at 530 every day on the beach. And like it was just an incredible period, absolutely incredible period. And I just thought it was really sad that, you know, they were saying like my sales targets are exactly where they were, if not higher than before. My performance reviews are all inc- insane. But they were still making them, pulling them back to these these jobs, and I just thought it was really sad. Really, yeah. really sad. It it is because it's more of like, well, this is what we've always done, so we're just going to do mm-hmm. this instead of looking at the actual productivity exactly. and how people it's just can lazy. Work. It's just and, lazy oh, yeah. from my point of view. Yeah, absolutely. So okay, so that's interesting. What did what brought you to to Mexico? Um, <laughs> it was fairly open at the time and okay. also it was you know so they announced another lockdown in the uk in the it must have been the december i can't really remember the dates i think it was like we opened up for christmas mm-hmm. we opened up for christmas um and then they were like okay the 28th we're gonna go back into lockdown and everything's closed again and i just remember like reading it on my phone and looking out of the window at like the uk winter and it was gray outside everything was like wet and brown and I was like, you know what? This was okay in the spring when the weather was okay. You know, I could like walk the dog all the time right. and, you know, do my thing, whatever. It was fine. I am not doing that again in the winter. Like there's just, I no. cannot face it. Like I live by myself, you know, like it was just like so depressing. 
So I was like, right, where can I go? And it was Dubai or Mexico. And I thought Mexico is good because I do a lot of work in the US, obviously like trade shows and events and stuff. Yeah. So let's do Mexico and I can fly back and forth. Because at the time I couldn't even fly from the UK to the US because the borders were closed. Oh, yeah. So, but I could from Mexico. So I went to Mexico for, and I was like, I'm just going to give it a few weeks, see what it's like. Um, ended up staying six months and then went home for two months, sold everything I own. Um, I actually just sold my car, which was like the one remaining thing that I had left in my nice. possession back home. Um, and now I live in Mexico. <laughs> That's great. I love it. Yeah. yeah. And it's amazing. You know, I'm able to, uh, the time zones are great for me because I can speak to everyone in the U S I can speak to everyone in the UK. Um, I have limited availability to my UK team. So it means all my meetings have to like be together. I'm not reachable certain times of the day. So I'm actually mm. way, way, way more productive. It's forced us as a team to be so much more organized um, and more intentional with the meeting times we have. It's just right. worked out brilliantly. It's been yeah. insane. I've loved every second of it. Yeah, that makes sense. Because it's like we have the these few hours that yeah, overlap sure. during the workday. Like, so we got we to gotta do things. During. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, I love that. It's it's the same with like putting deadlines for whenever you need to do something. Whenever mm -hmm. you have that, it's like, okay, this has to happen before before this date. You're more likely to do it quicker than if you're just like, well, I'm going to do it. Well, at some point I'm, this quarter, it has to happen. Yeah, right? I will it's, write a blog at some point. Uh -huh. And then it's like six months later. On the very last day that it needs to be done by as well. <laughs> 100%. Yep. Yep. Staying up late. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to pull an all nighter. Yeah, exactly. And I'll convince myself that I work better under pressure. And I don't think it is true, but I'm just going to say it because I'm a procrastinator. You know, yeah. you work, you work better under pressure than not working at all. So uh. <laughs> I actually love that. That's a very good gesture. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to okay. use that. Okay. So, okay. Well, okay. So I love uh, everything that we've talked about, what are a couple of things that the listeners can do to really like assess um, like whether or not they should outsource right now? Like if someone's Perfectly. doing like one or two gonna, weddings a year or something. Totally. I'm going to talk about this from a generic, like I don't, I didn't want this to be like completely about freedom at all. Like we're yeah. not like that as a company. So I'm going right. to talk about this from a generic outsourcing view. And cool. some of the things that I've learned from a, you know, like growing what is coming to be like a big business and like how important systems and all that stuff is. And yeah. I think one of the things that is most beneficial for absolutely everybody to do is just keep a notepad or I don't know, notes on your phone. That's what I do. I don't have any paper anymore or a pen. Uh -huh. um, keep a notes on your phone and just write down the stuff that you do all the time. Even if it's something like one off, like um, a customer messages you and says, I want to random six by four or something and they can't place an order through your online gallery write it down get this list of every single thing that you do and then like monthly just go through it and say like what are things on this list and i'm not saying outsource them straight away i'm saying what are things on this list that i really don't want to do anymore and it doesn't even have to be the things that save you the most time mm -hmm. initially i would just start with the things that you just don't like doing um, and then find someone to do that for you, whether it's like a virtual assistant that is able to manage an email inbox. Um, like one of the things that I did recently is I actually set up like a private email account that nobody external has access to. And then I have an assistant just forward stuff to that that I actually need to read. And she manages a lot of the other stuff that comes in for me. Nice. Um, 
And for me, that has just freed up my head so much. Yeah. Like, that is that like, it hasn't saved me that much time. I've never had a crazy inbox. I've always been pretty good with like managing what comes into my inbox. Um, but for me, it's like waking up in the morning and knowing, like seeing like a list of like three or four emails rather than seeing like 25 come through. You know, like that was such a big like, okay, I actually don't mind waking up in the morning anymore because I know I haven't got to like delete, archive, pin, blah, mark red, star, forward this to someone. You know, like that, yeah. knowing that is done for me is just like such a release of headspace. Yeah. Um, and that's what I mean about not so much, it may not be the thing that saves you the most time like editing. For a lot of people, it is going to be because that's something that is going to drive you crazy, I'm sure, if, you're, if you don't enjoy editing. Um, but just like outsource the things that don't bring you happiness. Like for me, that's like the most obvious thing to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Like I, um, I, I don't I'm not a gift giving person like that's that's mm-hmm. not one of my my love languages um mm-hmm. i don't do that well uh but i don't either I'm yeah pretty bad at it. <laughs> but like i i want to give gifts like uh-huh. a welcome gift to to my new like onboarding mm-hmm. couples and all that kind of stuff and yeah. i was talking with my wife the other day about that and she was like i love doing that like i can put stuff together there you I was go. Like, cool here we go outsourcing <laughs> yeah exactly and like she does all my album designs now and mm-hmm. Like album designs were fine, but they took me a lot of time to do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and she's a little bit quicker at it, but she also loves it. Like that's yeah. something that she finds joy in. I'm like, and honestly, you probably great. see a difference in the final product. I would oh, maybe yeah. imagine, you yeah. know, like yeah. if somebody's doing something that they love, they're probably going to do a way better job of it than you are if you don't love it. Oh, you yeah. know, if you've got somebody that really loves giving great customer service, they're gonna like they're gonna do a much better job than I am. I love giving great customer service, but I just don't have time to do it correctly. Exactly. You know, like because my brain is like a hundred miles an hour, like on yeah. a million different things and figuring out production forecasts and numbers and spreadsheets and all this stuff that I'm mm-hmm. that is how I'm like my genius. So I'm not saying I'm a genius, but right. that is where I work best. Yeah. So I just don't have time to deliver that. So I'm not, I'm not going to be able to do that effectively. So I give that to somebody that I know has the time to do it and who loves doing it to a degree that I know customers are going to be happy with. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's great. I love the the taking notes of all the things that you're doing and then just looking over it and seeing mm-hmm. what is it that I really, really enjoy doing and what are the things that I I do not enjoy sure. doing. And, and then from there, just to like um, go to like what the next step is, once you've mm-hmm. figured that out, you just need to like do that thing. And it could be at the time that you actually need to do it. Or you could just think, okay, I just need to like mock this up in my brain. I know the steps. Yeah. And you just like write it out. You put all the login details for the software they need to use. I use Loom a lot. A software called Loom is like a video recording software. If nobody yeah. knows what that is, if somebody doesn't know what that is. Um, and it's a browser extension. You literally press a button. It records your screen, uses your mic. Your picture comes up in the corner, or you can turn the picture off for the, your video. And you can just walk someone through the exact process of how you do it. You can also pause the video if you need to like bring up another window and stuff so it's not you rambling about for ages. Uh-huh. Um, and I've, I've just got a library of like a, uh, like a spreadsheet of, of there's probably about 80 Bloom videos in there now of all the things that I do regularly that my assistant has access to. And then she's able to just go in, find it. A lot of the time she asks me questions. They don't have to be perfect. Um, just document as much as you can and revisit them later. Um, and yeah, if it saves 80% of the time, 
I'm all in. Oh yeah. I'm all in. Yeah. And then that's going to save so much time. Like if you ever plan to scale and bring sure. in more people For like sure. that onboarding process, like here, these are all my loom videos and For you sure. can just watch this. This is how we do things. I recently brought in somebody just to help me um, with payments, Like we make so many payments like, and the invoices and the, yeah, I was like yeah. losing my mind. And it was one of the things that I was like, I really need to have a good handle on this because like we're growing fast. Cash flow is so important. I need to make sure that like things are marrying up. Yeah. And I was like, actually, I'm not checking any of this stuff before I make the payments. You know, like I, there's enough of a buffer there now that I know that all these things can be paid and it's not a problem. Like it used to be a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, when we were like scaling and everything was, we were kind of doing this constantly. Right. So I brought somebody in to take that off my plate and I didn't even like, I hired that person and I didn't even have to spend any time really training them. It was just like, Hey, I'll forward you the invoices and this is what you do with it. And she was like, from day one, she was quite slow. Don't get me wrong. She had to watch all these videos, right. but she was like, up, oh, I'm running, I'm ready to go. And that was because I was like, just prepped. I have my list of everything that I did. I was recording Loom videos as I did it because I know they're things that at one point I was going to hand over. Mm. You know, you don't have to be like, okay, I'm going to get someone to do this and now I have to teach them. Just start and slow. If you've got a small business that, you know, you're not really um, making enough to maybe outsource these things right now. Um, and I know a lot of people are in that position. You yeah. know, just still start documenting how you're doing these. The, this The prime time to start doing it for sure. Oh yeah. Just get going as soon as you can. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. That is, that is so helpful, um, down the road and even for just reference of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if, if you bring someone in and then they're doing something and then they have a question, um, it doesn't take time out of, out of your day to go answer that question. You can just be like, Oh yeah. Reference this video mm-hmm. like, and they can go through and watch that yeah. again. And, and then if they can just come back to you with like two or three questions just to confirm things that you can yep. be like, yeah, that's right. No, do it this way instead. You know, uh-huh. when and it's, and it's not a full hour and a half sitting through walking everything exactly. hand in hand and all For that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I love For it. Sure. Okay. Well, awesome. Ryan, I have loved, uh, loved our conversation this morning. This has been, been very nice and like really informative. So yeah, absolutely. Thanks for being here. Um, and if, if anyone's listening and you guys are interested in trial and freedom, anything like that, um, you can shoot us an email to, um, which we do, uh, contact at freedomedits.com, reference the podcast in there, and we'll send you all the information you need to get started. Um, and we'll give you a discount code. Um, nice. Also, as okay. a thank you for having us. Yeah, awesome. Well, cool. Yeah, I'll have that in the show notes for everyone too. Um, before we wrap up, I like to do a little part of the the show where we talk about what we're loving this week. Um, and it could be Ooh. like a movie, a book, TV show, whatever, right. a new food. Um, those 530 margaritas, that would be something I'm loving. Uh, <laughs> 530 margaritas great. are always something I'm loving. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, what uh, what are you loving this week, Ryan? Um, I actually just started watching um, Euphoria on, I think it's on HBO for you guys. Is that right? I think, I think so. Right. Yeah. 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 HBO. I just started watching that and like, it's a lot to watch, but it's, <laughs> it's good. It's an entertaining watch. Um, yeah. I just came back from a music festival. I really like, um, like oh, cool. house music. So I just came back from a music festival. So I've got loads of like new DJs and new music that I'm listening to, nice. which has been um, super exciting. Um, and yeah, just really looking forward to a, a fantastic year, I guess. Nice. I didn't full of travel and living my new nomadic lifestyle. 
Awesome. Yeah, that's cool. I've I've heard a lot of How good about things. You, John? Um, I am I'm I'm loving uh it's a movie. I think it's on it's either Hulu or Amazon Prime, one of those two. Um, but it's called Fractured. Um, oh, I've heard a lot about this actually. Yeah, it was mm. it was an interesting um movie. Uh Lily Rabe and Sam Worthington were like the main characters. Okay. And it, like it follows this family after the dad, uh Sam and his daughter both like fall and hit their heads. Um, Mm -hmm. and like, there's this Mm -hmm. whole thing about like going to the hospital and getting checked in. And then as they're there at the hospital, they start realizing that the hospitals may be doing some things that they shouldn't and trying to figure out all this stuff. And it's, yeah, it's very interesting. Lots of twists and turns and like, wait, is is this a movie? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Within the last couple of years or so. Okay. I think Uh, I might've seen this. I think I've seen this movie. Okay. But I do this constantly. You know, someone's explaining, you're like, Oh, that sounds cool. And I'm Uh like, have I watched this or did I just watch the trailer? I'm not sure. Yeah. 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 I do the same thing. Like, especially if I, like whenever we had cable, if I was watching anything on, uh, on TV, like, Mm -hmm. I don't even know the name of this movie, but like, I know the plot and everything and someone's (laughs) explaining it. I was like, I think I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't remember, but yeah. What's it called again? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I do do the same with like Netflix shows. If I like, you know, sometimes you just need like a day in bed under a duvet watching TV and doing very little else. Oh yeah. You know, you like watch a whole series of something and then season two comes out and you start watching it and you're like, I don't even recognize half the faces in this. Like, did I even watch season? Are you sure I watched season one Netflix? Uh I don't remember this. (laughs) Yep. Yep. I've definitely been there. Um, okay. Well, cool. So Ryan, where can people find you online? Where can they follow along? Where can, uh, they do all the things? For sure. Um, I mean, Instagram is probably the best one. You can follow freedom. It's just at freedom edits. Um, we would love to see you over there. Um, or you can follow me personally. My handle is still at Ryan Welch weddings. Um, will be changing at some point, but I don't know what mm. to change it to yet. Cause I'm not actually a wedding photographer anymore. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Ryan Welch weddings and that's W E L C H Ryan Welch weddings or at freedom edits. And awesome. yeah, would love to connect over there. And if anyone's got any questions or anything you guys want to help out with, you can also follow DM me on Instagram or you can email me ryan at freedomedits.com and um, I will do my very best to get back to you. Awesome. Well, cool. Ryan, thanks so much for being on the show. I've really loved this. No problem. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. All right. Well, cool. Yeah. Facebook, we will see you, uh, see you for the next one. Bye guys. Bye guys.